Hey, everybody. Have you ever watched a game and said to your buddies, I knew, insert player name here, was going to do that? Alas, the sports gods have delivered us a solution. The Thrive Fantasy app. Thrive is a -a one-of-a-kind daily fantasy sports app specifically for player props. They've eliminated the need to do countless hours of research because they only ask you about top-tier athletes in the NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, or esports. For the NFL, you choose 10 out of 20 player prop options, and yes, even Falcons players are available. For fans of the NBA, MLB, or PGA and esports events, choose 5 out of 10 player prop options to complete your lineup. Thrive even offers new contests daily for each PGA event, meaning if your golfer doesn't make the cut, you'll still have a chance to win big. By this time, you should be asking, but Nick, how do I make money? Well, Each prop has an associated over or under fantasy point total based on its likelihood to occur. But beware, the more points a selection is worth, the riskier it is. By racking up the most points, you win the prize pool. And since launching in 2018, Thrive has paid out more than $1.3 million in prizes. So what are you waiting for? Use promo code ROOM303 when you sign up and receive an instant $20 bonus on your first deposit of $20 or more. Yes, that's $20. And also, code ROOM303. Download Thrive Fantasy and prop up today. Not all states qualify. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Podcast Room 303. Today's episode is episode number 30. That's right, the big three zero, just like how old I am. I know, I'm pretty much dead inside. I'm your host, Jermaine Colon-Mendez, and this is my co-host, Nicholas Morahan, trying not to sneeze ahead. The goddamn Astros, Jermaine. The goddamn Astros. I told you last podcast, what did I tell you? I just wanted this episode. So this episode will largely be NFL week four thoughts. And week five picks. And I wanted it to just be that. But the goddamn Astros had to go and sweep the Oakland Athletics. And they are in the ALCS for the fourth straight time. Yeah. It's uh, exactly what I told you would happen. And um, I think we're going to title the episode of this podcast, The Goddamn Astros. And if the Yankees don't win tomorrow night, then I am literally riding my MBA, my MLB season bets on the godforsaken Los Angeles Dodgers to win the World Series. And you know what's going to happen, right? The Astros are going to beat them, Jermaine. The Astros are going to beat them. That is exactly what's going to happen. So one thing that I will say is we have talked at length about how much we love storylines on this podcast. And the fact that the Yankees have a chance to play the Astros in the ALCS to go on and potentially play the Dodgers, I mean, that's you got to love that. Yeah, I love the fact that the Astros are playing pissed and winning. And winning. That is – so here's the thing. But they're not even playing pissed. They came in with a sub-500 record. No, they, they, they have a chip on their shoulder. Now, now they do. George Springer is mashing. 
Carlos A's, Correa is mashing. Zach Greinke. The A's won the season series fucking 7-2. Zach Grinky is telling batters what pitches Pippen, he's throwing Pippen. and K-ing them up. He's Well, actually, like, uh, Laureano did hit a homer off of him. Yeah, today. that's true. But and, that's the and, one clip I've seen with him not being like, fastball. Fa- I'm throwing a fastball. That's so funny, dude. Uh, I, I love it. I want the Astros to win it all now. You you know what I've been saying, you know, off off recording is like they'd be the ultimate villains if they win this World Series, bro. And you know what? I kind of feel a bit conflicted because what have we always talked about? Sports needs more villains. There's needs too more many villains. There's too many good guys in sports these days that are just like, oh, I I love to play for the team and I always say what's right. No, you know what? I, I'm starting to think that the Astros need to be the villain. And they need to say, you know what? I mean, WWE style. Yeah, we cheated. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> and we won without cheating. So we beat you cheating and we beat you clean. What are you going to do about it? Baseball sucks. We out. A dub's a dub, you baby back bitch. <laughs> Yeah, put a double asterisk by our name. We won clean and dirty. That's like dropping a CD or like a rap album. The explicit version and the clean version. The radio edit. All right, let's move into the uh, trivia. What do you got for us today? Well, so well, so let's let's do some housekeeping first. So I'm going to change up the order a little bit. In in Nick talks out of his ass, Jermaine. We made a big uh, a big no no last episode, episode 29. We didn't we? reveal the trivia answer. We, we we didn't reveal the trivia answer from that show. So the trivia question was, well, it, it's also false now. But the trivia question was, what was the Marlins postseason record as of? the 2020 NL division series. And then I asked you the bonus question, what seeding, what's the highest seeding uh, that the Marlins have ever had going into the postseason? And we did not review the answer, which means our blow rate is now up to five in 29 episodes, Jermaine, which uh, is, is, is not too good. Well, five and 30, because hopefully we don't blow it today. <laughs> five, and, five and 30. Yeah, yeah. So the answer for that is before tonight, in which the Braves beat the Astros, the Marlins had, or the Braves beat the Marlins. The Marlins had never lost a postseason series, Jermaine. They were seven and zero in the postseason. Lots for, for you, astute uh, sports fans out there. You would know that they won one series this year, and then that means they would had to have won six series the last two postseason runs. Which means they started each postseason as the last wild card. Both postseasons as the last wild card. And if you want a story, go look up the 2004 Florida Marlins oh, and how they won and how they won a World Series in the middle of a rebuild. Unbelievable. They, were, they weren't supposed to be anywhere near the postseason. They like were, a 100-plus loss team. They were supposed to be sniffing the number one overall pick that year. And they, they said, were. nah, we'll take a World Series title instead because those are easy to come by. Sports Nation does a beautiful series on it called the – what is it called? The Fall, right, Jermaine? Oh, The Fall. Yeah. They so, do that so, for all the teams that win. Yeah, so if you look up Sports Nation, The Fall, they have a bunch of great episodes on it. But the Miami Marlins is fun because in the middle of their fall, they have to highlight their World Series win. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, the Marlins stunk, but they also won. <laughs> 
<laughs> I also mentioned just to finish the Nick talks out of his ass. I also mentioned that NLDS, NL and ALDS series were five game or were seven game series. They're in fact five game. The seven game series don't start until the championship series and the World Series. Yeah, the season. but moving on to this episode. Hold oh, 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 I just want to touch base. <laughs> I think our blow rate might be worse than we think it is because we didn't start trivia until what episode? I don't know. That's a good question. But you know who our blow we, – we know one thing for certain. I can spit straight facts to you. What is that? Our blow rate will never be as high as Cole's blow rate. <laughs> Hall of Fame level blow that, that is – we should just start calling him the standard because <laughs> if you're below the standard, you're wrong. Oh, that dude's been on one lately, dude. He's been, he's been, uh, I don't know what's going on, but he has been wildly combative. Shout out, Cole. Uh, I don't think the Cowboys are making the playoffs this year. Uh, things popular in the 90s include the Cowboys and floppy disks still. So, (laughs) so that's a perfect, Jermaine, because I know you're a professional. That's a perfect transition into this week's episode 30 trivia. So my question for the audience at, out there is who holds the record for consecutive games with 400-plus yards passing? Who holds the record for consecutive games, NFL games, with 400-plus yards passing? And when I reveal the answer, I'll reveal three facts. One fun fact, one funner fact, and the third, a funnest fact. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow! But before we start, before right, we start the that, oh, on. you go, uh, Cole. Here's a hint, buddy. <laughs> you should not miss this one, but you will because it's difficult. <laughs> He's just been tumultuous and combative this year. And I think it's just the 2020 COVID. He just hasn't got enough human interaction. <laughs> it's funny. He needs he needs to talk shit to people about the Cowboys in person. That way they can <laughs> yeah. re- that way they can respond to him, and he can see their facial expressions of disgust when he starts talking about the Cowboys. And then, as a social humans yeah. are social creatures, so he can see that that's wrong and receive that visual feedback. I think that's what it is. That's very yeah. good, Doctor yeah. Jermaine. Yeah, yeah. No, he's, he's the he's the homie. It's just he's sometimes he's a little unbearable. Faithful uh, podcast listener. Faithful faithful podcast listener. Cole, if you're listening to this episode, pick another team. <laughs> yeah, dude, go with the Chiefs. His, his, his head just exploded, by the way. Go, he yeah. he just true. turned it off. I guarantee you he just turned it. He's not going to hear anything we say for the rest of this episode. No, dude, so he's still mad at us for burying his fantasy teams. That's what's so funny is, like, we buried okay, him. Well, next week, next week, let's do a check-in to see how his fantasy team is. So – he said we buried both his fantasy teams, and I was just like, I said he struggled in both drafts, which in the obstacle course draft, <laughs> the dude took like four or five shots in the draft because he kept letting clocks expire, right? That's the definition of struggling, and which he's three and one now. His team is hit, and then in the auction league draft, which we have to cover uh, on Monday's episode. We'll cover all all week five. He talked shit that I buried his team, and then we played each other this week. And my team put up 160 on him, and he dropped 89 points or something like that. It's like 159 uh, 89. He's almost there. <laughs> hey. He's a nail biter. <laughs> it was close, buddy. 
<laughs> Love you, Cole. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Cole's the homie. Don't think we hate Cole. We just like ragging on Cole. So before we move into this this week four recap of the NFL and the, the week five preview coming up in which we'll bring back the old segment of bets from the room, which which has been inactive for a while for the NFL season. And we apologize. You know, we've been I, I've been traveling. Jermaine has been uh, figuring stuff out. But now we're back and ready to go. And first and, and first of all, you don't have enough stats to bet until week after week four. So shut up if you're saying we needed to put out bets. Yeah. Who had the um, Bears at four and one? Shout out the Bears for taking down the Bucks. NFC yeah. South faithful Bears. <laughs> That's right. Shout out Big Dick Nick. We'll get to that. We'll get to that in a second. But the uh, the game five of the NBA Finals is tomorrow night. Lakers are up 3-1. LeBron's game-clinching percentage, Jermaine, is 78%. And the Lakers haven't lost a game while playing in the Black Mamba jerseys in the playoffs. So I ask you, is there a chance that Jimmy G can pull the heat back? A realistic chance. It's not realistic, but to say it's out of the realm of possibility is incorrect. If Jimmy G comes out with the mentality that he needs to be in attack mode and he needs to lead this team in scoring by more than 12 points, the Heat have a chance to win this game. But if Jimmy G plays similar to how LeBron plays, where they let the flow of the game dictate what they do and how they impact the game itself the Heat have no chance he has to impose his will he has to be he he's not for the people who are listening because (laughs) that that, that's for the people who are listening he's not but he needs to be the best player on the court right because in game three he was he dropped 40 13 assists and 11 boards without taking a three He hit 14 of 20. He was the best player on the court. For all those LeBron fans who can't admit it, he was the best player on the court. That's what Jimmy Butler needs to do again if he wants them to live to see another day. But they won't. Do you think if Miami wins game five, do you think it would be too early to put a Jimmy G finals MVP prop down? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I think you called this. You called a not a gentleman sweep. You called Miami wins two games. I, I yeah, I said, but that was with Drogic in the picture. Like Drogic now, going now, down and Bam going down. I didn't uh, up three one. The Lakers aren't losing this game. So if it goes to Game Seven, let's just say the possibility that it goes to Game Seven, I should auto bet Jimmy G Finals MVP. If he can, if he can get this to Game Seven, I don't know. I I would wager I. There hasn't been many, or if ever, there's been a losing team who got finals MVP. So if you bet that, that means you think Heat are winning the series. Hmm. I mean, it's game seven, it, right? Anything can happen a, in game any, seven. Anything can happen in game seven. And here's the thing. If Jimmy G gets it to game seven, because it's going to be on his back. Make no mistake about it. Everyone can gush about Tyler Hero being the youngest player in the NBA to start NBA Finals, and how he's and how he's dropped more than ten points in every playoff game he's played in. Right? You can gush about that. You can gush about Bam Adebayo. Like they're not going anywhere unless Jimmy G takes them there. Right? 
Timberwolves didn't go anywhere without Jimmy G. Chicago Bulls didn't go anywhere without Jimmy G. Philadelphia 76ers didn't go anywhere without Jimmy G. And now he has the Miami Heat in the NBA Finals, and people didn't expect this. But he's still disrespected universally. Yeah, I don't know. I don't uh, I, I don't get it. I might just put a finals MVP prop on him right now. I don't know what that is, actually. Hold on. It's gotta let be me, like, let me, it's gotta it's be, gotta be 2200. It's gotta be ridiculous right now. I do have an Anthony Davis uh finals MVP. Yeah, prop. game three, fuck that though. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not I'm 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 not too happy. Yeah. It's gonna be it, LeBron. I mean, he's the best player in the world. So if he got it, I'm not going to be shocked. <laughs> I don't. Do you think he's the best player in the world? Okay, moving on. <laughs> Hold on. Let me look at what. Uh, <laughs> you just chapped a lot of people's asses with that. <laughs> make sure you make sure you click that. <laughs> that right there. Is he really the best <laughs> in the world? <laughs> All right, so while Nick's looking this up, we'll just recap. Jimmy Butler is playing plus twenty two hundred. Wow, I'm a fantastic odds maker. This is like the second or third time while we've we've done this. I've shot from the hip and nailed it, dude. Yeah, this is, dude. Vegas, hey, give me a ring. I hey, what's uh, what's what's twenty? What's uh twenty two twenty to one times zero dollars? How much will that get me? <laughs> Quick, quick maths, carry the seven, multiply fourteen, square root of thirty-three. It's gonna be zero, bro. What's 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 the meme that's like? If you put a hundred dollars, the Jets are the Jets are seven <laughs> yeah. seven fifty to one to win the Super Bowl. So if you put a hundred dollars on the Jets, it means you lose a hundred dollars. And with that seamless transition, Jermaine, I, I have to say, we've done it. We say we and us alone. Podcast room three hundred three. Nick Morahan, J.C. Mendez. We've done it. We have gotten the Bill O'Brien, the second worst coach in the NFL, fired. We have done it. For those of you who don't know, the worst it's Adam Gase, see the it New York Jets, and <laughs> we did not coordinate that between the pre-show. That's just known. We'll get into that later. Let me let me tell you some facts about Bill O'Brien over the last year. Ooh. Both GM, both GM and head coach of the Ooh, Houston. Texans. Let him have it. Bury this man. He is 0-4 this year with the Houston Texans. He traded away all pro wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins at the beginning of the year. And oh yeah, no team has made the uh playoffs at 0-4 since the 1982 New York Jets. Wow, speaking of Adam Gase and the Jets. And here's the thing. And they don't have their first or second round draft picks next year. Well, yeah, that's because he traded them for Laramie Tunsil. And I think he traded the second round pick for Brandon Zero Catch Cooks. Dog. If if you're wondering why he's getting fired as a GM, (laughs) there are your facts right there. So here's what you really need to know. Nick and I have been torching Bill O'Brien since Deshaun Watson tore his ACL. Rightfully so. Billy Butchin, as we like to affectionately call him, (laughs) is if he has a lead going into halftime, he's more likely to lose than to win the game. 
It's facts. Bet it. Live bet. Halftime adjustment, Bill O'Brien, does not exist. He goes in, kicks his feet up, slaps his hot pockets in the microwave. Doesn't even get the pepperoni ones. He's over here rocking fucking broccoli and cheese. Supreme. <laughs> broccoli and cheese like a fucking bum. Slaps him in the microwave. He sews bad boys up. Doesn't even address his team. He fucking watches them throw water balloons at each other, and then they go out and drop an L on everyone. It's outrageous. Here's here's how bad the AFC South has been, right? The AFC South with the championship-caliber Tennessee Titans. Fuck the Tennessee Titans. That's right. I said it. The AFC South has been so bad that Bill O'Brien and the Houston Texans have won the division like four out of the last six years. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I, I don't spot the lie. I don't. I don't have anything. Where's the lie? Where's I don't have Adams. That was a full thesis. Paragraphs, references. I don't. I don't have anything to add. Moving on. What do I say? Jesus Christ! I'm just. I don't think enough is said about how inadequate a head coach he is, about how inadequate a general manager he is. I was about to say, don't forget about the general manager part. Like, it's not enough is said. Bleacher Report just wrote an article about by interviewing Houston Texans players, and it was literally like there was only one voice in that locker room when it was his, and everyone else was suppressed. It was almost this totalitarian dictatorship style where he is – and I was confused when, when the talk shows were talking about him, why, why they were talking about him. And it was they were, they were saying like, oh, he lost the locker room. He doesn't know how to create a culture. He doesn't know how to lead. And then this article comes out. I'm like, holy – this is what they're talking about. In week three, J.J. Watt, who we can both agree is probably one of the nicest human beings on the planet. God, uh, not on not on a football field. Got, outside of a football field, got into a heated exchange with his defensive coordinator, or maybe not the coordinator, but like his assistant. Him and his assistant literally went back and forth with each other. That's how outrageous a, a program Bill O'Brien was running. Like, JJ Watt, JJ Watt ripped the assistant in half, right? Like broke him over his knee. He should have. He should have went Conan the Barbarian on him and ripped his spine out and then Conan, what is good in life? And drank wine out of his skull. Like that's what he should have done, dude. Crush your enemies, see them driven before you, and hear the lamentations of the women. Oh man, I'm so I'm I've never rejoiced this much to see a, a human being lose their job, but he's been paid millions of dollars to be insufficient in every single way. And I know people who stink at 30K who get fired after 12 days. This dude had seven years with this franchise. And barely managed above 500 record. What was it? It was it was 51 and 48. I believe, no, I, I think he was positive, like fifty four and fifty four and fifty. I think he was only three wins above five hundred, or four, three or four wins. I'm willing to bet money on that. Uh, he was fifty four and fifty one in the NFL. In the regular season, he was fifty two and forty seven. There it is. This uh, uh, like, are you kidding me? 
Jeff Fisher should have had his job. If you want inadequacy, let's fucking hire Jeff Fisher, dude. At least he won't trade away DeAndre Hopkins for a for some pennies on the dollar. Uh, I, I yes, I mean, let me know when you're done because I really don't have anything to add to this segment. I it's just I, not enough can be said about how terrible he is. And the worst part is is the dude's dude. The dude is a tremendous husband and a tremendous father. I don't know if you've ever seen the piece about his kid who has a god awful disease where he's where he's com- almost completely paralyzed, right? And one of the reasons why he left Penn State in the first place is because Houston has one of the best children's hospitals in the world. So when he was offered that job, like it was a no brainer for him. You can get his kid some of the, but his his kid is is. Good for him. Go take care of your kid. Dude, he's done nothing but that. Like he's made millions of dollars and and to be honest, he's overachieved with Ryan Griffin as his quarterback. But to have Deshaun Watson, to pay Deshaun Watson that money and then surround him with what he surrounded him with, you had it coming, bro. You had it coming. This is pr- purely a professional football take. You just ain't good enough. You run you. You, you run a good offense. Go be an OC. Yeah. Uh, hashtag Jason Garrett. Speaking of speaking of coaches who are oh, idiots. Oh, to touch on that Jason Garrett comment. Three touchdowns all year. For what? That's what he has right now with his offense. His offense is three touchdowns all year. That's good. He's good. Hashtag Jason Garrett. Um, speaking of coaches that don't value their quarterbacks. Let's move to the football team, Jermaine. Oh, Doug Peterson? It was released. Uh, yeah, Doug Peterson. It was, it was, no, like active news. It was released by uh, Carolina coach, also good personal person, good, good man, I guess, Ron Rivera, that Dwayne Haskins will not be the quarterback in week five for the Washington football team. He won't even be the backup quarterback. Would you like to know who is starting in Dwayne Haskins' place, Jermaine? It's it's almost the what this franchise has done to this young man is it's it's up there. Like I was just like, man, Josh Rosen got a raw deal. I think <laughs> I think Dwayne Haskins might have got a much worse deal. Right now, I mean, like I would say Josh Rosen right now probably had the worst deal, but it, Dwayne is Dwayne is trending. Dwayne was benched for semi-professional quarterback Kyle Allen, and then not only put in backup, but put behind Alex Smith, who, although as as great as his recovery from a terrible knee injury and should have been career-ending is, the man's not ready to play professional football. He wasn't even ready when he had two good legs. That's your main stake, not ours. So Dwayne Haskins is benched. I, like... Uh, I don't know what the love for Kyle Allen is. Kyle Allen has had three good games in the National Football League. Is he married to Ron Rivera's daughter or something? He he must have been. He has to have some he he has to have some sort of dirt on Ron Rivera. He has to. Ron Rivera's too good a coach to be giving this dude the chance every single year. <laughs> He's like, "Kyle, you'll lead us to not the playoffs." <laughs> Again. Doug, when 
you are constantly referred to in your professional career by your high school accolades, you're not a very good professional quarterback. And that's how Ky- like Kyle Allen had three good games in the National Football League. Probably against Saints. <laughs> Probably. I don't remember what they were, but I, I don't remember who they were against. I'll look it up real quick. But here's here's what really, 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 really blows my mind about this is that got benched for Will Will Greer, dog. Can you name can can you name the second wide receiver for the Washington Redskins? Uh, is Steve Sims still there? Yes, he is. Is he the number two? I don't know. I just named a Washington wide receiver, not scoring McLaurin. Not scoring McLaurin. Can you name the starting tight end for the Washington football team? I'll give you you a hint. The starting tight end for the Washington football team used used to play quarterback. Does that help? Is it Pat White? <laughs> you Pat White played for West Virginia or Virginia? West Virginia. West yeah. Virginia. And then the Dolphins <laughs> in like 2003. Uh, no, it's not, not Pat White. Damn. It's Lance Thomas. Can you name the starting running back for the Washington football team? He's that rookie, uh, Gibson, right? Yes. Yeah. And and Anton Gibson. So so you you could shockingly name you didn't even say the third ones correctly. You could name three skill position players. Do you know a single offensive lineman for the Washington football team? Current? Is Trent Williams? Is he still out? With is he still missing another season in Washington? No, I can't. I can't name. Uh, I can't. And name they're gonna blame Dwayne Haskins. Are Wait, is is me? didn't uh, Ryan Khalil come out of retirement to to play on that offensive line? Oh, you know what? I think he might have. I think he might have. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. How are you gonna blame this man? This man's going up against professional football teams whose whole entire job is to prevent him from succeeding. And you're going to bench him for Kyle fucking Allen. And you're going to, and you're going to demote him to third string behind Alex. Can't move right now. Smith. Uh, Yeah. I mean, spot the lie. (laughs) These, these, these two are just, I don't, I don't know. I, I, <sighs> Anyways, that's enough football team talk. We'll just leave it there. Just befuddled bewilderment, and we'll just move on to the next team. That's what it is. So we'll we'll talk about uh, week four, Jermaine, and then we'll talk about Thursday night football, and then give some picks for week five. So here's what uh, here's here's what I'm angry at in week four. I should have I stared at a Mike Davis first touchdown prop for about five minutes. It was plus five fifty. I decided not to bet it. Mike Davis, Carolina Panthers running back, scored the first touchdown in their game. Um, solidifies my love for running backs named Davis. Carolina Panthers obviously had Stephen Davis for a while in the early 2000s. The late two, the late 90s, the Denver Broncos had Terrell Davis. 
And now Mike Davis is filling a gap perfectly until CMC gets back. We'll see how he does this year. Um, we, we already mentioned him previously. Maybe Jason Garrett wasn't the problem in Dallas. <laughs> so here, I love, I love Warren Sharp. I love Warren Sharp. He had a quote in his uh, in his weekly review of Week Four, and he said it might be impossible for the Dallas Cowboys to play a normal game in 2020. The offense is so is good, but the defense is so bad that it has continually put the office in a in the offense in a hole so deep. The offense needs to go into hyperdrive in the second half to get out. I don't. Here's what really, 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 really chaps my ass when people watch the Dallas Cowboys. Are they not factoring in the fumbles from Ezekiel Elliott and Dak Prescott? Are they not factoring in the first half interceptions from Dak Prescott? Are they not factoring in the – who else fumbled on that team? Like their their turnover differential – is like minus seven right now. We're in week four, right? The offense goes out and sucks the first two quarters and turns the ball over and puts that defense in impossible situations, and they get scored on. That's why the offense has to go into higher for drive. It's almost like nobody watches the entire football game with the Cowboys. I will give him credit. He did say up higher in the article that the Ezekiel fo- – Elliot fumble was more meaningful or was a very huge part of that football game. Oh, I mean, girl. Oh, dude. It's unbelievable. The defense is not good. Correct. Yes. But the defense hasn't been bad enough to keep them out of games. Mm. Right. It hasn't because the turnovers, just like Jameis Winston did to the Buccaneers. And now everyone's seeing the Buccaneers defense as being really freaking good. They stopped the run terrifically. Top five. Right? Top five. It's it's the same thing. You take away those turnovers, now the defense can play with good field position. And they don't have to be perfect. The defense is not good. I'm not saying it is good. But there is context to an entire game. There's a reason why it's 60 minutes. There's a reason why you don't tune in for the final five minutes to see a 40-point swing. Just like in <laughs> basketball. So in the in, in the games that in the games that they've played, just to just to build credence to Jermaine's point, uh, Atlanta was up on Dallas twenty nine to ten. The Seahawks were up on Dallas twenty three fifteen, and the Browns were up on Dallas forty one or thirty one fourteen. And all of those are because there was some sort of fumble that led to some sort of or multiple turnovers that led to amazing field position for those offenses. And we're talking about professional teams that can score when they're that can most most of them can score when they're in the red zone. Matt Ryan, former league MVP. Russell Wilson should have been a former league MVP, Super Bowl MVP, Super Bowl champion. Cleveland Browns, 307 rushing yards on the Dallas Cowboys, right, without Nick Chubb. That's what I'm saying. Like, those turnovers put them in situations where they could not win those football games. If it was a punt game, Dallas probably beats Cleveland. If it was a punt game, Dallas probably beats Cleveland. 
right? If it's a punt game, Dallas is blowing out Atlanta. Uh, they lost to Seattle because Russell Wilson is fucking magic. So I feel like we're just going to chalk that one up to that. And then the Rams game was was a, was a tightly contested ball game between two relatively good teams, and the Rams outcoached uh, Mike McCarthy. And that's why they lost. Shocker. I mean, it's not hard to do that, right? So speaking of top eighth, Dodgers up eight to three, bases loaded for the Dodgers. So I so one of my one of my facts from earlier. So we can we can correlate QBR directly to win percentage, and this is kind of where you got to look beyond the stats because in the last three games that Dak has had, his win percentage has been seventy four, eighty four, and seventy three. Like that's how Based likely on, like how likely he a, was to win that game. A court, yeah, a quarterback with those same stats is seventy four percent likely to win that football game. And one of them was 83, right? And one of them was 84. Yeah, the Jesus. Seattle game was 84. Damn. All right. Uh, who knows? Your, your, your gimmick for the season, which you vehemently planted your flag in, that the NFC does not deserve a playoff spot? No. Uh, still hangs true. It's unbelievable yeah, how bad the they don't, is. They don't deserve one. So I was watching the games, and I was watching the Cowboys completely flummox away uh, the week to the Cleveland Browns. And the Cleveland Browns deserved that win. They did a lot of very, very good things. Their offensive line is much improved. But I text my boy and first inaugural podcast guest, E. I text him and said, yo, if the Eagles win, they're the number one seed in, in the division. And then I told him, I've got Philly plus seven. And guess what? The Eagles win that game and lead that division. That's how absurd this division is. The NFC East has taken up way too much of our time. Let's move on to the next talking point. So I, I said that watching you know up through week four, both the Browns and the Panthers have been a very pleasant surprise. This I love it. I'll- Obviously, last week, OBJ went off. Had had what two touchdowns through the air? Had a game clinching fifty yard touchdown run on a reverse that was really seventy yards because he had to go twenty <laughs> yards into the backfield to get to the sideline to run fifty to the end zone. Jarvis Landry, left handed quarterback, shout out, shout out, yeah, threw a for OBJ's first touchdown threw a laser into the end zone. Was he a former quarterback somewhere? I know he played wide receiver no, he, at so LSU. He, he played quarterback in high school, right? I mean, that was uh, – you couldn't have – and he had wide receiver gloves on too. I mean, he threw a dime. So they've run that trick play before. Um, but I actually think that OBJ didn't catch the other one. I think it was the, the year prior. I think the year prior I've, – because I've seen Jarvis Landry throw to OBJ before. Uh, or OBJ did yeah. catch it, and everyone just forgot that that was a thing. <laughs> but I remember yeah. seeing this play before, and I was just like, "Hey, somewhere Freddie Kitchens is happy." Yeah, so I do. I do love seeing the Browns and also the Panthers. I thought the Panthers were going four and twelve this year, six and ten this year. I thought there was too many wins. I, <laughs> I love. I love that Robbie Anderson is was was long thought of the, the league a, as a. Not very good deep threat. And the only thing you could do is run a fly off the line of scrimmage because that's the only thing the Jets called plays for. The Panthers and Joe Brady 
have brought the same system that he used in LSU to Carolina, which is short and intermediate routes, and uses Robbie Anderson's length and speed off the line to establish him as this dominant short and intermediate threat wide receiver on slants and ends. Yeah. And him and him him paired with DJ Moore, I mean, if we had a better quarterback, we would be unbeaten right now. Ah, oh, dude, that's that's unfair. That's unfair that you would do that to Teddy Two Gloves, dude. I just don't like I don't know. I, I just don't like him. I know I know I was why I, I I've watched every game and he is just literally can't he's like when you like if someone were to pour a diet coke in your glass and tell you it was coke, you would be like, This isn't coke. It tastes like coke. It's not coke. That's my opinion. I'm like, this isn't Cam Newton. It looks like Cam Newton. <laughs> not Cam Newton. I just, I, I know he's You're doing good. Justifying him for the sins of his front know, office, though. I know, I know he's a game manager. He's not though. He's going out and winning ball games. He's putting up thirty points. With I know that with run a, against the Cardinals was so nice with a terrible off. Like, dog, his offensive line is not good. Awful. It's awful, and he's go and he's. Balling, bro. He's giving your weapons time. Dude, he is making Robbie Anderson a star so much so that we are concerned that DJ Moore is droppable in fantasy now. Who said that? Go look at DJ Moore's fantasy numbers. Fantasy owners of DJ Moore are are shaking their fists right now. Like, like that, like that Arthur meme. That Arthur meme. It's just his fist, bro. It doesn't shock me. I mean, like like I just said, look what Joe Brady did in LSU. Short to intermediate routes. That's and that's what is really, really impressive about what Teddy Bridgewater is trying to do. You have to be perfect in the NFL to to throw six yard complete. Like I've seen I've been watching Drew Brees do it for the last three or four years, and he's not doing it this year, which has been my main gripe with that. But I've been watching Drew Brees do it for the last three or four years and getting us to the playoffs with Super Bowl contention. Now, you know, if it wasn't for uh Marcus Williams missing a tackle or the refs fucking the New Orleans Saints. I mean they did. I mean we lost the we lost the game in the first quarter and if you want to talk to me off the line about that I'll explain to you how. But I've been watching Drew Brees do it, and Teddy Bridgewater is doing the same thing. You have to be perfect, and Teddy Bridgewater is being perfect, and he's playing relatively mistake-free football, which is all you can ask, bro. Especially, how is Teddy Bridgewater winning games with – who the fuck is on your defense? Who's on my defense? He, yeah. The, the, the defense that's ranked 32nd in pass pressure rate? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Who's on that defense, and Teddy Bridgewater is winning games, bro? Uh, we have Jeremy Chin playing linebacker right now. Oh, tied to safety playing linebacker. <laughs> yeah, Brian Burns is not getting to the quarterback. So oh, that's super so he, cool. he, he lost his edge from last year. Eli, Eli Apple, who couldn't start on the New York Giants, is on IR for us. Um, he tore it up with the Saints. Though. We've we have we have like one we have like one good player on the defense, and that's one established good player and that's Trey Boston and I think he's continuously on an island whether he likes it or not. <laughs> Dude, Trey Boston's also like 34. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> shades shades of Peanut Tillman in the in the uh 
That's safety. what I'm saying. And Teddy Bridgewater's winning game. Teddy Bridgewater went toe-to-toe with Lamar Jackson of this season, right, who everyone coined Lamar Jackson this season, even though I said told everyone it was Josh Allen. Everyone picked Kyler Murray. He just sunk Kyler Murray. Yeah, that that game. I saw a lot of holes in that game, but we won't go into them right now. It's you know that that's like a Carolina Panthers based podcast idea, but like there there was a lot of holes in Carolina. But also, yeah, there there was. I mean, Teddy, Teddy, Teddy performed the way he needed to perform. All right, moving on, mo- mo- moving on with my thoughts. Your your guy, your man, Drew Brees, finally learned to throw downfield. So in his in his first three weeks of the season, he was he didn't throw. I think uh, he didn't. His highest yards per attempt was five point five. I think it was a little bit lower than that. And last week he threw nine point five yards per target. So Drew Brees finally throwing the ball downfield. That's scary. Yawn. Uh, you guys, Not- you guys have to go. You have to go. Uh, you have to win out for my prediction to come true. So I'm not really liking that. Um, Joe Burrow got his first win. Big Dick Joe Burrow, uh, first NFL oh, win because oh, he. Oh, uh, before we go into Joe Burrow, uh, that Drew Brees thing is noise. It's the Detroit fucking Lions next. Um, that's a perfect transition from Joe Burrow getting his first win. To I have a question for you, Jermaine. I have a question on two people. Two people in the NFL that I think should have been fired before Bill O'Brien. Do you know what the Jets stands for this season, Jermaine? Just eat up time, share. J- just end the season. <laughs> Why is Adam Gates still a coach in the National Football League? He should have been fired two years ago. I, we don't need to even talk about it. That, that's for the viewers out there. Fire Adam he, Gates. Start he's the, the few, all right. So look, we've we've accomplished our first mission, which was get fired. Fire Bill O'Brien because he was wasting Deshaun Watson. The Jets have nobody we care about, but our our new our Frank our new uh, do we do love Frank Gore. Our new mission though is to fire Adam Gates. Dude, I feel so bad for Sam Darnold. Like I just feel bad for him. The dude looks so good individually like in spite of how bad the jets are sam Darnold looks good and i'm like dude i don't know how you do it i don't know whoever your girl is god bless her she must be a masseuse a chiropractor uh porn star my good lord so that's one part of my question why is adam gates that's our new hashtag bro by the way fire adam gates Fire Adam Gase. That's we're starting political. We're starting NFL head coaching movements on this podcast because we know we know Roger Goodell listens. And Jermaine, if you hire a defensive minded head coach <laughs> that comes from a defensive minded program, what would you expect? What would you expect this coach to be able to do well? Hold on, before you continue, I want to answer this question. I would expect this coach. To mm-hmm. blow twenty point leads. That's what I would expect. Okay. Okay. Well, the correct answer was not that. <laughs> it was actually coach the defense to play defense. I'm discussing, of course, about Matt Patricia. Oh, we're who's not the even talking Detroit about Lions. the same head coach. Oh, oh, we weren't. Who were you talking? Dan about? fucking Quinn. Oh, 
Oh, yeah, yeah, fire Dan. That, that's that's old. I keep I I don't want them to fire Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn is the greatest Falcons coach. Fair enough, fair enough. Good job. Good job, Falcons. You guys are doing great, man. Extend him. The, the unofficial NFC South podcast agrees with the Dan Quinn uh, remaining in Dan power. Quinn, Dan Quinn, you keep doing a – you're doing a great job. I'm talking about Matt Patricia, right? I don't understand why – they fucking fired um I keep thinking Calhoun. It's not Calhoun. What was what was Caldwell. the name? Caldwell. Jim they fired Jim they fired Jim Caldwell after a 12 and 4 and then an 8 and 8 season. They haven't been relevant since. And then they hired Matt Patricia who was supposed to be a defensive mastermind. And the Detroit Lions don't play defense. Well, they don't they don't play defense for four quarters. True. Yeah, yes. But he but he can't coach defense. So what's your point? You're a defensive minded head coach who can't get who can't coach defense? Man. I should just make you into the other team's offensive coordinator. Just tell me what the other team's gonna do. I don't know if I'm ready to completely bury Matt Patricia. Because he I'm ready. He goes out and over <laughs> that roster is he overachieves with that team, in my opinion. He overachieves. So you're so, so we're blaming we're blaming blaming Lions management then. Um, it's just Lions as a whole. Like Matt Patricia took a head coaching job at before you know before the recent run of the Cowboys, the Lions were the AFC, uh, NFC Browns. I mean, right until the the Cowboys still the are Cowboys now are the NFC Browns because every year they're supposed to be this that and the other and they're not and their talent doesn't achieve. Right, the difference between the Cowboys and the Lions is the, the Lions don't have any talent. Like the Lions, they have one player who scratches the NFL top one hundred, and then I'm willing to bet like they have like two more players who scratch the NFL top three hundred, and I might be fucking generous there. Like it's for sure Matt Stafford yeah. because Matt Stafford yeah. overachieves with. They keep giving him Marvin Jones and Marvin Hall and Danny Amendola. They just had the deepest wide receiver draft class, and they didn't fucking say, hey, you know what, Matt Stafford? Let's get you another fucking weapon. You're going to bury Kenny Galladay like Kenny that? Kenny Galladay's in the top 100. He was the one I said was in the top 100. I got you. I got you. <laughs> he was their, he's their best player, dude. And he's hurt. <laughs> like, that's why I'm like Matt Patricia's doomed from the start. It's the fucking line. DeAndre Swift can't catch touchdown passes. That's the other thing. Like they lose in spectacular fashion. It's like Calvin Johnson catching a touchdown and somehow they ruled it a drop. Yeah, that's no a fumble. It was oh, a fumble, right? Even worse. Yeah, they ruled it a fucking fumble. I was like, because it was a fumble that went out of bounds, I thought. It, dude, the whole thing is a shit show. So here, that's one of my favorite. That is that is true. You know what? I I'll I'll back up on the Matt Patricia train because the Lions know how to lose spectacular. That that's one thing that I uh, saw the other day. It was it was like a meme or a tweet. It's one of the two. It's some social media reference, right? And it was just like it was like showed a picture of an NFL referee. I was just like, oh, which team are they fucking over this week? The Saints or the Lions? And I fucking fell out my chair, dog. Jeez. 
We talked it. We 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 talked about it a little bit, but touchdown Tommy Jermaine threw five touchdowns last. Well, he threw six touchdowns last week, but five yeah. to his own team, and then he threw one to the Chargers. So he's got eleven. He Tom Brady has eleven through four, and then they just played tonight, and he only threw one. So that's twelve through five. So. He's the oldest quarterback to throw five touchdowns in a game. Can you tell me who the – so he's the record holder now. Can you tell me who the previous record holder was? For five in a game. For five in a game. Oldest quarterback to throw five in a game. Oh, is this is this a Matt Hasselbeck? It is not Matt Hasselbeck, no. It's a little bit older than him. Played before him. Yes, yeah. Played a generation before him. Boomer Esiason. No, not that. Not that late. Jeff Garcia. They split split the two. No. Um, Warren Moon at 40 through five touchdowns. Oh, yeah. Warren Moon. Okay. Damn, I did go a little far with that Boomer <laughs> One One thing about that game, though. People are burying Justin Herbert because he lost in the fourth quarter to the greatest quarterback of all time. Unbelievable. He went 290 for three touchdowns and interception. Had a QB rating of 137 in his third game in the National Football League. And people said, yeah, but he lost in the fourth quarter to Tom Brady. Yeah, that's like saying I lost in one-on-one to Michael Jordan. I'll take the loss. He, the fact that I was in the conversation with Tom Brady in the fourth quarter is pretty good. He lost his starting running back. And... And was throwing dimes all over. No, the he, field. here's the thing: he lost his starting running back, and then the backup running backs, right? The backup running backs for that team, they averaged like they not averaged. They had 18 carries for like 34 yards total. Let's see, that's not good. Yeah, that's not good. Like. The reason why Tom Brady was able to get back into that game was the Bucks defense was stopping the run, so no clock was running off. It's it's fucking complimentary football. It's what we talk about all the time. It's what the Kansas City Chiefs just won the fucking Super Bowl with. Jim Schwartz, yeah. the offense lost Patrick Mahomes. Guess what Jim Schwartz did? He said, fuck this. We can't just sit back and try to hope they don't gain yards. He said, we're going to fucking blitz. They don't gain another yard. We're going to blitz the line of scrimmage. And guess what happened? The Kansas City Chiefs defense stopped giving up points to fantasy points to wide receivers, and they stopped giving up big plays. You know why? Because they fucking took it into their own hands. I Not Jim Schwartz. Jim Schwartz coaches the Eagles. Who's the defensive coordinator? Steve Spagnola. Spagnola for the fucking Kansas City Chiefs. It's unbelievable how hard it is for people to understand football. It's the reason why we bury the Cowboys every fucking year. You can't have your fucking owner running get him, running man. the fucking the team. Get him, young man. Go get him. This is why I should drink before every podcast. This is yeah, Jermaine. Jermaine is Jermaine is currently he's not in the bag yet. He's got one foot, he's got one foot in the puddle right now. In terms of uh, drunkenness, you're not going to get Jermaine's a professional. You're not going to get a a drunk Nick type episode out of Jermaine. He he comes to play every day. 
I know we I know we already the, talked about hold it. On, I mean, hold on. The opposite of Dallas Cowboys cornerback Xavier Woods, who said he can't be expected to give max effort on every single play. That's good. Uh yeah. You're only getting you're only getting paid you're you're only getting paid millions of dollars to play. Uh football. see Aaron Donald Savior and welcome to find him and cut him. Yeah, why did that why did that uh who picked a fight with Aaron Donald this this uh uh, first of all, this I weekend. respect anybody who picks a fight with Aaron Donald, but it's fucking insane. Hundred percent. It, it, it was uh, it was the New York Giants offensive lineman. I can't remember his Lime, name yeah. right now. Awesome though. That's what you got to do. Like, I I love how people are like, why would somebody pick a fight with Aaron Donald? Because he's playing on the same football field as him as a professional football player. It's the same thing you say about every fight person. You pick the biggest dude in the room and you go fucking knock him out. (laughs) Yeah. He slapped Aaron Donald in the face and Aaron Donald grabbed his face mask, tried to poke him in the eye. (laughs) And they went at it for a couple of seconds. Like, it's whatever. They they went on and finished the game. We we we've ar- we've already buried Bill O'Brien and the Texans enough, but I just have to say in week four, the Texans had a chance to tie the game against the Vikings. They did. It was thirty-one to twenty-three, and with enough time left, I don't know the exact time. It was inside a minute, but they had four attempts inside the five-yard line, inside the Minnesota five, to have a chance for the two-point conversion to tie the game. Guess how? And they scored zero points. Yes, yeah, exactly. Also. Which is why he's fired. No, no, no. You want to know why he's fired, right? I think we, I think we, I think we went at length no, about why. No, he's the fired. key word in what you said, though, the one key word is the the Minnesota Vikings. It wasn't like it was the Chiefs, the Ravens, or the Steelers. It was the zero and three Minnesota Vikings, and you couldn't punch it in. They've been anemic on defense, and you couldn't punch it in. Good riddance, Bill. I'm sorry, bro. Yep. Bob but I'm not. Me. I'm not really sorry. And then my my final comment, and I think you've kind of just been jumping in, so this will conclude our, our week four discussion. Jalen Ramsey and Golden Tate. <laughs> we want to talk about storylines. So for those of you who don't know, Jalen Ramsey was dating, uh, engaged to Golden Tate's sister. Golden Tate's sister fathered two children with Jalen Ramsey. While she was pregnant with their second kid, Jalen Ramsey dropped her like a bad habit for an exotic dancer. Some fan tweeted at Golden Tate and said, what, what do you think about this? And Golden Tate replied, I think this was last year, and said, oh, he'll see me. So after the Rams-Giants game, Jalen Ramsey took it into his own hands and ended up throwing punches at Golden Tate. They scrapped, and then Jalen Ramsey was waiting outside the Giants locker room for Golden Tate after the game. I, I'm in. I'm. I, you've bought me in. It, you've, you've bought me into the Josh Norman OBJ. Uh, I need more wide receiver cornerback hate. The Sherman, the this Sherman is a, Crabtree, this, bro. This, uh, well, I was going to say a keep to leave t- uh, Crabtree. <laughs> Dude, everyone keep, Crabtree. Who did Crabtree? Everyone <laughs> Crabtree. Yeah, Akeem Talib snatching Michael Crabtree's tr- chain every time the Broncos and Raiders played. Oh, dude, the Marshawn Lattimore, Mark Evans, Mike Evans, Mike Evans, fucking can't stand Marshawn Lattimore, but he also yeah, he also awesome. can't catch it. a ball against Marshawn Lattimore. So how about but this is job, this dude? this is personal, and I love when personal bleeds into professional. 
in terms of perf- in terms of football. All right. So do you have the uh, do you have the spreads and the over under pulled up for all the games? Uh, I mean, I can. I was just gonna do a quick little. I was just gonna do a quick little what I thought about week five. Okay, go ahead. Let's start. So, so, so looking ahead, week five, right? We have uh, one, two, three, four, five undefeated teams. Do I have that right, or is there six? It should be. I'll get that for you. Keep going. Okay. So, so, I, so I know off the top of my head, I know the Bills, the Titans, the Chiefs. The Steelers and the Packers are all undefeated. So there is five. Okay, thank you. The Bills and the Titans play each other this week. I believe they just moved that to Tuesday, right? Correct. They just moved that game to Tuesday. Uh, the Chiefs-Pats one is moved to Monday night again? Yes. Yes, okay. Chiefs-Pats, Chiefs, Chiefs Pats, or no, no. sorry, Chiefs-Raiders. No, no. Chiefs-Raiders Pat, is moved. Pats-Broncos. Pat's Broncos is moved to Monday night. Thanks. The Chiefs game is not moved. No, no. The Chiefs, the Chiefs Raiders is still on despite the Raiders one positive test. They've been good since that player has been uh, put onto the COVID reserve list. Yeah. Uh, that game is to continue as expected. The Broncos Patriots is moved to a 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time time slot for Monday. Jeez. Um, so, but anyway, after after the week five, there will be at least two undefeated teams because the Packers have a bye, and like I just said, the Bills and the Titans play each other. Uh, talking about week five picks, at least for me, Jermaine, I love the Bills and I love the Eagles. Their spreads, both are playing teams coming off a bye. Bills play Titans, Eagles play the Steelers. I'm a little bit hesitant to bet the Eagles just because the Steelers. The Eagles' offensive line and the Steelers' defense is a force to be reckoned with. So, so I might hold off on I, I might hold off on on betting Eagles plus seven, but seven is a lot. Yeah, no, definitely. So one thing to keep keep an eye on, right, is something that I tell you about all the time when we're placing these bets and then we get burned is injury report. So TJ Watt just popped up on the injury report for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Not something that I keep you around, my guy, because I don't. Pay not attention. not not something that anyone expected. But T.J. Watt, arguably defensive player of the year candidate, popping up on the injury report is something to keep an eye on. If T.J. Watt does not play, that does not mean that Bud Dupree and company won't get after the quarterback. It does mean that there's one less option, though, right? And a very good option. <laughs> Great is what some people would say. So, so so uh, coupled with. Alshon Jeffrey might play this game. Yet to be ter- determined. Deshaun Jackson's practicing again. Right? So the Eagles are getting slightly and more slightly healthy at a wide receiver position. So that that's something that could favor your bet. My opinion, right? Nick loves Eagles plus seven. I say don't touch it. That's just my personal yeah. opinion. Uh, oh, Jesus. It's Eagles plus seven and a half now. <laughs> Can I cash this out? <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, it's Eagles It's Eagles plus seven and a half right now. Um, 
I mean, I, I I jumped in at plus seven. I got the Eagles at plus seven. If if it's plus seven on plus seven and a half on Bravada, but minus one twenty five. So wait for that line to kind of settle out a little bit close towards game time if you want to take it, uh, or you can look at an alter, an alternate spread and take them plus seven. All right. I love the Cowboys and the Patriots, Jermaine, this week. Based off double-digit home favorites coming off losses, they tend to cover a lot of the time. I know a lot of people aren't comfortable laying double-digit points, and I know the Cowboys are are around not double digits anymore. So that one might be a game that I'll pass on. Uh, the Cowboys are minus eight and a half right now, so I'll probably pass on the Cowboys Giants. But the uh, the early line look at the uh, Pats was Pats minus eleven at the Broncos. Now. I believe Cam Newton's still out, right? So uh, that's really, really, really TBD. You have to play that one close to the vest because Cam Newton is asymptomatic, which is an integral in returning from a positive COVID test early. If you are asymptomatic and could produce three consecutive negative COVID-19 test results, you will be cleared to return to play the game. So, and that has to be five days after the initial positive test. So you test positive, right? Five days later, you have to have three negative tests under your belt in order to return to play that game. Makes sense. So I, I'll, I, would, I would avoid laying the Cowboys, Minus eight and a half. But if the Patriots are anything above 10, above double digits, and Cam Newton plays, I'm going to lay the Patriots line. Next pick that I have, Jermaine, Seahawks. So there's, you talked earlier about East Coast or West Coast teams traveling to the East Coast to play. Yeah. Right? So there's actually stats and a, a rhetoric to back up West Coast teams or East Coast teams play, traveling to play West Coast teams in prime time, right? So prime time being Thursday night, Sunday night, Monday night football. Yeah. For, I, know, I, I know you know that. but I like to call them uh, <laughs> Kirk Cousins Achilles heels games. Right, yeah. Kirk Cousin, Kirk, Kirk Cousin Big L games. <laughs> because the, the, as the NFL gets more and more structured in terms of schedules, these players are used to playing at a certain, you know, 13 uh, at 1 p.m. at at 4:05 p.m. and playing at an 8:25 game in Seattle is like playing at an 11:25 game back in New York. I'm kind of blurring the lines a little bit this week cuz Minnesota is going to Seattle to play Seattle, but just what you just talked about, the Texans had a chance to win that ball game last week. And this week, Seattle is only a seven-point favorite at Minnesota, and they have to travel to play Seattle in prime time. I'm taking the seven points all day. You're taking Minnesota plus seven, is what you're saying? No, no, no. Seahawks minus seven. Yeah, because Seahawks are at home. So you take the West Coast team at home in prime time. Yeah, right. when playing, when playing, well, I, I'll, I'll fudge it a little bit, and I'll say east of the Mississippi teams. Right. Because I know east I, en- no one's going to convince East enough. <laughs> east enough. A couple of other picks for me, Jermaine. 
Panthers money line of the Falcons. It's oh, even money right man. now, but I don't know why it's even money. I, I don't know why. Why are they plus points? Why are the Panthers? I don't, I don't know. I got this game. If you guys pay attention to early lines, I got this game at three and a half. Carolina plus three and a half. I have I have no explanation why Carolina why Carolina is a dog at the Falcons. And I mean historically they played I mean historically they played terrible in Atlanta, but there's no fans and Atlanta's 0 and four. And guess who might not play this game? Hasn't hasn't Tucker. practiced this week at all. Todd Julio fucking Jones. Well, there you go. So so get this like log on right now. Yeah. And get and get Panthers money line. You can't get Panther. I think you can get Panthers uh, plus one right now. If I'm looking at it on Bovada, it's Panthers plus one minus one hundred five. Um, that might be something. But if you're going to lay plus one, just just get the even money. Just get Panthers money line even money. Uh, Jags plus six at the Texans. Free money. I I don't I don't understand this game. Either. Free money. I got it at Jags plus seven. It's come down to Jags plus six. I don't I I don't get it. That's that's Vegas giving us a little bit of free money. We get one of those each week. And Colts minus one and a half at the Browns. I know this. You kind of disagreed with this one against me. I, the Colts have the best defense in the NFL. I, and I think see, I think Cleveland is going to run against a brick wall. I'm gonna I, and they're not going to be able to score. I, I'm going to name you a list of opponents the Colts have played so far for their quote unquote best defense. And I'll I'll I'll, I'll, I'll let you rank the is, opponents. It is it is the number one overall defense in the NFL. But okay, uh, yeah, opponents matter. Okay, opponents all right. Matter. Let me hear them. Let me hear them. Week, okay, week hear one, them. right? Uh huh. The quote unquote best defense in the NFL gave up twenty seven points uh-huh. to the Jacksonville Jaguars. It's not it's not quote unquote. They're the best overall defense. Quote unquote. <laughs> It's quote through four quote, weeks. They're the number one defense. Jacksonville Jaguars, great ball club. Keep schedule going. matters. Uh-huh. Great ball club. Schedule matters. Talk to me at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. We'll see who's the best. Okay. 27 to the Jaguars. Okay. Week two. That's a good week football Week two. They played the Minnesota Vikings. Uh-huh. Yeah, fantastic football team. Just hasn't hit their stride yet. Okay. I, I believe I discussed it at length last podcast. New York Jets. Uh, I mean, they're, yeah, I, that's a terrible football team. You can't even get a compliment, even when I'm trying to be sarcastic. <laughs> Fuck you, Adam Gase. Fire, fire his ass. And the Chicago mm-hmm. Bears. Fantastic program. I mean, they just beat Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers <laughs> by scoring 20. <laughs> Listen, that's, I mean, that's, those are three great opponents. <laughs> you are a bold faced liar, my friend. That's a great. I mean, I would say if I were picking opponents to pick, those would be the three games that I would not want to play because they are so yeah, good. At that's football. why everyone's just like, "Ooh, the Colts, the Colts." I'm like, "Dog, come on now, come on now." All right, what do you, what do you, what do you have other than uh, other than those bets? Other than that, so we're gonna go ahead and deliver uh, JC's money line parlay of the week. Ooh. so. And I, I'll, I'll have, do you have the odds? Do you have what it would pay out? I do not. Okay, hold on. I'll get it. So uh, Nick's going to be pulling that up. So as Nick and I were going through his games, I was looking at the slate of games, and I was looking to see if I would disagree or agree with what he was going with. But we've already talked about this off the line. But, you know, just for the sake of a professional podcast, I had to double check to see if it was going to go. 
So uh, I'm going to keep stalling while Nick's doing this and talk about how to oh, uh, also, win the also Red Jermaine. River rivalry this weekend. Also, Jermaine, the uh, Colts and Browns are even money right now. Oh, I thought you. So it is. It is a. It is a push you right just now. Had Colts minus, and it's. I took I I I took the Colts at minus Ooh. one because it dropped from my because it dropped from minus three. So I made a move. Guess what? <laughs> I love it. Brown. All right, so give me so, so give me your parlay. Give me your parlay picks. I'll let you know how how it uh, what it comes uh, up. Before I was so rudely interrupted, I was going to give a status update on the Dar- Dodgers Padres game. It's a little closer now. It's twelve to three. <laughs> <laughs> what inning? It's uh, t- uh, bottom ninth. <laughs> <laughs> there's still a chance. Rally. Hey, there's no gu- there's no guarantee that a baseball game will ever end. Rally caps, ladies and gentlemen. All right, <laughs> so. All right, so JC's money line parlay of the week. We've got Kansas City Chiefs over Las Vegas Raiders. Minus 700, not very sure. We've got Arizona Cardinals over the Joe Flacco Jets. Minus 350. We've got Pittsburgh Steelers over Philadelphia Eagles. Minus 350. <laughs> We've got Los Angeles Rams over Washington football team. Minus <laughs> We've got Baltimore Ravens over Cincinnati Bengals. Hold on. I gotta find it. Oh, is it not is it not here this week? Wow, they don't have odds up for that. I yeah, I can't find it on Bavada. Another reason why five diamonds is better. God, that's so good. Yeah, they haven't posted it yet. Really? There, there was yeah, maybe there was some some news. Did some news drop about that? R- Ravens. Oh, so the reason is is uh, Lamar Jackson's missed the last two practices with a knee and an illness. Uh, mm. Not expected. To, not perfect. expected to keep him out. Uh, the one of the the illness was stomach related, and mm. uh, the knee. Uh, you know, he's, a, he's an NFL football player. So, so yeah. tell me who doesn't have a knee problem at this point. So his knees constantly hurt. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so let's skip the, let's skip the Ravens we'll for now. Let's skip the Ravens. We're gonna go we're gonna go Dallas Cowboys money line. I know. Rich minus four risky business because it's the fucking Cowboys. <laughs> and then and then we're gonna go we're finally last but not least, we're gonna go with the Seattle Seahawks. Okay. So so six picks. Kansas City, Arizona, Pittsburgh, Los Angeles, Rams, Dallas, and Seattle. Six without the Ravens. On that, on that parlay, a hundred dollars wins you two hundred and forty uh, two hundred and ninety eight. Let's go. So a, a a decent a decent payout for no team being uh less than minus three thirty odds. Let's go. None of those teams are losing. Book it. Take your three hundred dollars to the bank. So, like I said, we'll uh we'll we'll talk a little bit offline, Jermaine and I will, and then uh, watch a little bit of the line movements. But expect Saturday we'll put out our bets from the room uh, picks plus Jermaine's parlay that he just mentioned with the updated Ravens Ravens odds. Um, 
on uh, on Saturday night. Jermaine. We're right. What we're, do you have? We're any- riding even if Lamar is not playing. Just kidding. Oh, for sure. Do you have any final thoughts on the NFL or week five? No, I don't. So let's just go ahead and move into the uh, find them and cut them. I mean, it's a perfect transition, right? Because we might not be talking. If not for this organization, Jermaine, we would be talking at length about MVPs and defensive player of the years and Super Bowls and this stuff. But because of the goddamn Tennessee Titans, I don't even know if we should be talking about week six or seven at this point. I've, I'm, You know my stance. The NFL is going to yeah. pause the season. <laughs> They're going to have to create a bubble because of this one goddamn team. Uh, a friend of mine jokingly sent a tweet uh, that some guy sent about how the, I think it was the Real Salt Lake team got kicked out of MLS for their COVID-19 exposures, right? They got banned from the season. Let me, let me double check the tweet on that just to, just to clarify. Yeah, so no, it was the Nashville team. The MLS expelled Nashville from their season for COVID-related instances. And this dude was like, not suggesting the NFL do that, but that's interesting. <laughs> recent NFL, I mean, recent history. Uh, it, would, it, would sol- it would solve the problem. Bro, so reports coming out of it is that the Tennessee Titans were openly like shirking mask policies in their facilities. And then they were caught. There's like photographic evidence of players getting together and holding practices at like a high school football field or something. So you and I both have background in the United States Navy, <laughs> right? It's, it was, it's, it's our first, it's our first professional experience, right? We, we held jobs in high school and, and, and stuff like that, but this is our first professional experience. When we became adults, it was our job, right? When have you ever heard about a firing of a commanding officer? When they looked back and they went, I don't know what. I mean, everything was fine. This guy was just fired for no reason. <laughs> right? When the Tennessee Titans had what? Something like nine, 19 cases, 20 cases of COVID between players and staff. You got to look back and be like, you hear the you hear the no masks. You hear the open practices. And you kind of look and you go, yeah. I mean, how many other teams are doing that? But. I mean, the Tennessee Titans did it best, I guess. Yeah, it's like the, the New England Patriots. They got caught. Everyone was doing it, but you, you got caught. You got caught. Here, here's, here's my thing, right? The reason why your Bills bet is delicious now is that – It would have been. It got refunded on five times. I was talking about – this week over the Titans. You had them this week. Yeah, we're not talking about five downs right now. Five downs broke our heart. They ruined a lot of our futures bets. We got heavy into futures, and then five dimes gave us a middle finger. They were like, you were going to cash in My- all of these futures, and they said, fuck you. Jermaine, Shane Bieber, <laughs> A.L. Cy Young, plus 1100 How much did you have? I had 50 bills, right? 50 dollars. Oh, my goodness. RIP the homie, bro. Anyways, so they have Corey Davis, their second string wide receiver. I'm sorry, their third string wide receiver. Their fourth string wide receiver on the COVID-19 list, right? And here's the thing. Their first string wide receiver is dealing with a bone bruise. 
So AJ Brown's probably not going to play either. They're left like Khalif Raymond, who I only know because he just recently balled out in fantasy. Is and Adam like, Humphreys their number two? No, it's Corey Davis is number two. Adam Humphreys is number three. That he's on the COVID list. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Their fourth string dude is some dude on the practice squad, right? He's got on the COVID nineteen list. Their wide receiver room is just Derrick Henry might see seventy eight touches this game. <laughs> Maybe a why not make it eighty? No, no, they're gonna give two to Darrington Evans. They're going to run just the option offense. 1,000%. And this is what the Tennessee Titans get. The Tennessee Titans deserve this loss. They deserve next week's loss. They deserve the loss after that. And then they deserve to get kicked out of the NFL to the XFL. And we'll replace them with the D.C. defenders because this is some Bush League bullshit. They deserve every fucking punishment they get. I hope they lose a first-round pick for this, dude. Spot the lie. Hey, man. Hey, man. Kick them out. Kick them out. Make them, make them, uh, what are they? They're unbeaten right now, right? They're 3 0. What up, 3 and 13? Enjoy and that. En- enjoy that first round pick, that number one overall that's going to go to the NFL. Yeah, and make them number 33 overall or 32 overall. Fuck them. Find them and cut them. All right. Find them and cut. Find and cut the Tennessee Titans. They're probably going to break up my Bills bet, and then we'll have another rant about them. So I asked you at the beginning of the podcast, Jermaine, for trivia. Who holds the record for consecutive games with 400 yards passing, consecutive NFL games? We kind of re- revealed it a little bit with our shit talk to Cole and then and then uh, talking about week four. But uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah. With the 2018 Tampa Bay Bucks through four holds the record beat tied the with somebody that, else beat the saints here that year dude. Yep, three straight games he threw for over 400 yards this year dak prescott in 2020 also has the last three games he has thrown for 400 plus yards if dak prescott throws for one more game this next game this next week throws for 400 plus yards against the giants he will be the first quarterback in history to throw for 400 consecutive yards or the most consecutive games with over 400 yards. And Jermaine, he will tie the record with most 400 yard passing games in a season. Can you name the two people, the two quarterbacks who have that record right now for most 400 yard passing games in a single season? Fran Tarkington. Wrong. Dan Marino. Right. John Elway. Peyton Manning, 2013 Peyton Manning. Here's a fun fact. Ryan Fitz threw for 400 yards in the first three games of the 2018 season, right? The Bucs were 2-1. and In the fourth game of the year, he was benched halfway through for Jameis Winston. Leading the league in passing years. And he fake. got benched for Jameis Winston. Fake news. Hey, so that should be the room 303 prop bet of the week. Does Dak throw over 400 yards? Over. We're taking the over against the Let's Giants, see. bro. Let's see. Let's see what it, what he's what he's sitting at right now. We'll go to Bovada. Bovada does have a nice feature called Prop Builder where you can get in. You can type in your, uh, your uh, little player and what he wants to bet. But I, Jermaine, love using... The sponsor of the show, Thrive Fantasy. 
So log on to your Thrive Fantasy account and bet Dak Prescott. Over. 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 It's not yeah, built right now. Really? Shocker. Bobata. Killing the game. Killing the game, Bobata. Bobata. So stay tuned. Check us out on social medias. We'll get you the prop bet of the week, which will be the Dak Prescott over. Uh, if the Cowboys could have won those games, my Dak Prescott MVP picked after the draft looks good, but it does not. Uh, Alex Smith is a poor man's Justin Herbert. Fair-minded leader, out. Hey, Room 303 listeners. Are you looking for a way to make every game day exciting, even when your favorite team isn't suiting up? Then Thrive Fantasy is the destination you're looking for. A -a one-of-a-kind daily fantasy sports app for player props. They have options for NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, and eSports. Guess what? They even take all the research out of it for you by only asking about top-tier athletes in their respective sports. Each prop has a fantasy point total associated with the over-under based on its likelihood to occur. The more points a selection is worth, the riskier it is, baby. Rack up the most points to win a share of the prize pool. Build your lineup daily and earn all that moolah. For NFL, choose 10 out of 20 player prop options. NBA, MLB, PGA, and eSports, choose 5 out of 10 player prop options. With PGA having new contests each match day, Thursday, Friday, and so on. Still on the fence? Well, here's the nudge you need. Use promo code ROOM303 when you sign up and you will receive an instant $20 bonus on your first deposit of $20 or more. I'll repeat that. Promo code ROOM303. A $20 bonus. Thrive has awarded over $1.3 million in prizes since launch in 2018. What are you waiting for? To be up 28 to 3? Download Thrive Fantasy now and prop up today. Not all states qualify.